What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Scalp Solutions Podcast. I am your host, David Santiago. And today I have with me Francisco Almala from the AZ Scalp Doctor out in Arizona. Francisco, what's going on, brother? How you doing, my man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing great. What's the weather like out there? Man, it's getting there, bro. It's about to be 100 this year for the rest of the week, 100 plus. It's, it's going to get brutal. So check this out. What's the hottest it gets out there? Man, I think the hottest that I remember, actually remember it getting was probably like 118, 119. Wow, 118, 119. That's like Iraq weather, bro. It's insane. It, it, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you never get used to it. People say you do, but you just find ways to not go outside. Yeah, man, that's insane. So check this out, bro. Let's get right to it, man. I want you to tell everyone where you from. You know what? You don't even have to repeat that because I did that for you. But I want you to tell everyone what it is that you do. What's your profession? Uh, so I am an S&P artist um, and instructor out here in Arizona. Dope. What were you? What What, what made you want to get into uh, scalp micropigmentation? Um. So I actually uh, growing up. My, my mom and my aunt owned a beauty shop out in California. Um, and that was kind of like, you know, our daycare growing up. That's where we would be. We'd spend, you know, the weekends and after school, um, me and my family out there. So I was just around all the, uh, equipment for so long growing up that I kind of just started picking things up. And, um, when I got into high school, I was kind of like the high school barber, just kind of would bring everybody to the house and cut their hair. Um, and that's what kind of got my interest in hair. And, you know, now a couple of years down the road, I got married, met my wife. Um, she's a PMU artist out here, um, AZ doctor. And she kind of got me into the whole permanent makeup, the tattooing um, industry. Um, I ran the back end for a while. And then I just saw an ad, bro, one day of uh, S&P at the gym and it just kind of clicked. It made sense with my background and what we were already had running. And, uh, that's kind of how I got started. Dope. So let me ask you, were you a, were you a barber by trade or were you just, you know, dibbling, dabbling with it? Never got licensed to be a, no bro. I, uh, I just was self-taught just kind of pick things up. I had, it kind of just turned out. I had all the equipment at my, when we moved to Arizona from LA, my mom, uh, set up our laundry room as a, as a, barbershop for her to take clients at the house and um i just always had this stuff around and wanted to keep a tight lineup and my friends just started coming over bro and started butchering some heads and then eventually <laughs> i got kind of good at it that's dope bro see i didn't even know that man you know what i'm gonna try to gear towards that a little bit so prior so prior to getting into smp what what were you doing so before getting into smp um i was a training director at LA fitness actually. Um, and then I, when I left that, my wife and I, uh, got married and I went from a couple jobs, but that's pretty much what I was doing for, for a while was a fitness director, um, before SMP and it just kind of transitioned with opening up the, the permanent makeup studio. Dope. So now it all makes sense, man. You be out there posting up the six packs and challenging people to do these push-up competitions. I see now where <laughs> it comes from, huh? This guy's a buff on I'm the low. I'm trying to pass the time, bro. They're forcing <laughs> us to stay home, right? 
Yeah, man, I hear you. I was like, yo, this dude is challenging me to a push-up competition. This is like the 19th <laughs> dude this week. I'm like, yo, I'm fucking sore, man. I can't even do one push-up. I'm going to embarrass myself. Um, So check it out, bro. So fitness, but you was also messing around with the barbering. How was that transition knowing that? I mean, you know, I'm not, tr- you know, okay, fine. Yeah, you weren't licensed. And you know what? There's a lot of barbers that aren't licensed, and that doesn't mean anything because du- a lot of dudes are still really good with it. They understand the concept. So for you, right. having understood understood that concept and, and being able to do whatever dope fade tight lineup how was that you know when you made the transition into smp like did it assist you oh absolutely bro i think that um from what i'm seeing nowadays you kind of have two people trying to transition into the smp industry whether you are a pmu artist or tattoo artist um and, or whether you're a barber that's really the two you know main main industries that I see stepping into the, to the S P world and barbers. I mean, think about what they're already doing, bro. They have a machine in their hand. They're in their client's bubble, touching their head all day long. They're looking at hairlines. They're looking at, um, quality of the skin. They're looking at, you know, you're just as close cutting somebody's hair that you are at doing S P. So the rest of it, when you get the concept down of like, after seeing thousands and thousands of people in your chair, you kind of get an understanding of what the trends are, what looks good. Um, you know, what a 40 year old hairline looks like versus what a 18 year old hair hairline looks like. So, um, at that point you're just learning pressure and, and, you know, S and P technique. And, and for me, it was night and day. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And you know what? I'm going to throw a little curveball on you. I didn't prep you for this one, but you you brought up about the hairlines, right? So you see how you said, you know, you got the young guys and the kind of hairlines that they want. And then you got the uh, the older, the mature gentlemen, the, the hairlines that they want. This seems to be this like uh, this thing where they want to call it the uh, age appropriate hairline. So mm-hmm. my interpretation, right? I don't know what your interpretation. My interpretation of that is that automatically when a client comes in and he tells you whatever i'm 40 45 years old we go and we tell them okay so let me give you that natural hairline with some slight widow's peaks right i don't i don't believe that because as a barber i've had 45 50 year old men who were thinning and you know they like to do the little comb to the front and they still want that sharp hairline Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that um so I think that whether the person is, you know, in their twenties or in their fifties, um, as an S and P professional, you're going to give them what your best opinion is. But at the end of the day, you're going to have, you have the client that knows exactly what they want and you have the client that doesn't really know what they want, but they know they don't like what they have. So you, you know, you're going to make your suggestions on, what you think fits their face the best, because when you look at somebody's scalp, you can see where their hair typically is used to grow. Right. So, but you know, if you have a guy who possibly is in his fifties and doesn't, you know, you want to give him the age appropriate one. So you want to make it look like it's still kind of receding. Cool. That's your professional opinion. But at the end of the day, if your client is paying you to do what he wants him to do, like you got to take into consideration that his choice. You're going to make your, your opinion, um, on what you think looks best. And, but I, I personally, I do like the age appropriate thing because I think every hairline is different, right? Every hairline, you're not going to 
it's not like a stencil that you can slap the same hairline on everybody. So you do sure. kind of go with based off of, you know, the, the age, their style, um, things that might, and these are what things that you're going to think are going to help him make a better decision. Um, but if your client knows what he wants and he's 50 and he's like, I want a tight lineup then that's what he wants. You know, he knows what he wants. Um, you know, maybe if it's something that you don't agree with, you know, as an artist, you have every right to tell them that you don't feel comfortable um, doing that. And then maybe you're not the artist for them, or, you know, you just let them know, Hey, this is what you want. How you have paperwork for a reason. If it's something that's extreme, you know, make your, your professional decision. But at the end of the day, you have the client that knows what he wants. You, you client's always right. You kind of got to give them what they want. Yeah. I, I absolutely extent. agree with that. Definitely agree with that. Cause I, I just, you know, I've seen sometimes people like comment, they'll see like, you know, the, the older gentlemen, they're like, Oh, you know, that hairline doesn't look right on him. And it's kind of like, well, maybe that's, what, you know, maybe the dude that he wanted, that, that's what he wanted. It's not necessarily right. the uh, practitioner who was like, Hey, you know what, this is what we should do. You know, let's, uh, let's draw you, let's give you that nice barber's edge up, which I'm pretty sure, you know, most usually go for that natural hairline anyway. And then it's the client that's like, nah, I don't want that. That still shows some sign of you know, losing my, uh, you know, some recession, like just give me that straight barber's edge. Right. And, and that's, you know, again, that's personal preference for the client. And that's kind of, you know, you find whether we like to or not as artists, we kind of tend to, to do what we're the best at or what we're most comfortable with. Right. So maybe you do have that client who, that S and P, um, professional that, it seems like they slap the same hairline on every dude, but Hey, when you get the client that knows they want a tight lineup, guess where they're going to go. They're going to go there. Right. Cause that's what he specializes in. So sometimes it's a specialty between, um, S and P professionals, but always taking into consideration, you know, what the client wants. Your jeans might not look good on you according to me, but Hey, that's your style. That's what you wanted to wear. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great reference too. <laughs> so check this out. B. What was going through your mind when you decided to take SMP and actually turn it into a career, like open up shop? What was, what was that transition like? What was going on? Um, so for me, um, when I, when I finally decided to pull the trigger, it was quick for me. I, um, I think I, I, I saw a poster um, at a urinal and I like literally within the time I got done peeing, I had already decided that that's what I was going to bring to the shop and make a, a whole nother, you know, add it as a service and kind of, but branch it off to its own thing to where, you know, because it is such a, a different clientele and a different, um, it really is a kind of a different industry in its own. Right. Um, so for me, I, I, it was quick for me to open up because I already had a, a establishment for the studio, right. We were just adding a service to what we were already doing. So it was a matter of like within a, within a less than a month of me, um, seeing that sign and first hearing about S and P I was already had, had gone and gotten trained and was was ready to know, rock and roll shop, willing and able to take clients that's awesome that's outstanding so you saw this flyer inside of a gym urinal yeah so i was at lifetime fitness and i was in a on, at the urinal um and they have a poster you know a foot away from my face and it was a smp poster and i kind of looked at it and 
was thinking in my head for me it instantly clicked like there's no way that that's like a tattoo on somebody's scalp it looks so good natural it looked good and natural but i do remember thinking that's something that i could do and because it the concept of it being having the background that i had it, it didn't seem so outlandish right um but i saw i liked what i saw it was a good smp procedure and transformation um and I was like, wow, that's, that's insane. People will definitely go for this. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, and, and I think that's also, it was great marketing, man. I've actually seen, um, I've done that a couple of times. You know, I, I, I was, you know, I would go into the city and I'd leave my, my, uh, sticker and stuff like that inside a urinal. And I remember one time, I don't know which, uh, <laughs> which one of these, uh, permanent makeup, blogs or, or forums like some dude mentioned it and i don't even think he was from uh from america he was just like oh you know you should guys can put stuff inside urinals and people were like bashing him and i was reading because i was like yo like that's what i do like what's wrong with that and you know like what's so, so you know like everyone you know to each their own you know some people are very ignorant when it comes to marketing and, and you know some people are like yo this is an opportunity i'm doing it you know what better than when a guy is taking a piss you know he's going to be reading this like oh shit yeah yeah, I am Yeah, 100%, so bro, a men's a men's locker room in a gym is it's a gold that, mine for that kind place of place to be putting your stuff. Yeah, out. absolutely. So when I saw that, I was I had like, oh shit, you know, I'm not gonna say anything because I do that. But look, here we are, and <laughs> you're like a perfect, you know, like this is what you saw that got you to gravitate to the SMP world. That's insane. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, it worked, bro. It stuck with him. Right? resonated with him he yeah. would have gone home and looked up the person and, and you know had he been a client wanting to get it done as opposed to an artist if that's what you said he was then he would have probably gone been a client for somebody you know yeah absolutely so what what was one of the most difficult hurdles you you had to overcome in establishing yourself as a uh, as a practitioner um, if you had one hurdles is I did. I, um, I had a hard time, uh, being like wanting to, to promote myself. Right. I think that as a business, especially as a solo artist, right. So a lot of people are, you know, solo professionals, um, they are their business. So when you have to promote yourself, I think there is a, uh, a very hard time that a lot of people have because, you're kind of shamelessly promoting yourself and you don't want to come off as arrogant and you don't want to come off like, you know, a certain way that you all, but at the end of the day, it's your business, right? That's how you're going to make your income. And it's something that people have to kind of get over. And, and for me, I was so used to promoting a business that was my wife and her, her girls that, um, the other artists that we have. Right. So for me, it's easy to just, post tons of stuff and just market the crap out of them because it wasn't about me. Nobody knew who I was. So now making that switch and kind of having to shamelessly promote myself as a artist and instructor in this, I think that was my biggest hurdle of getting over uh, and just saying, just doing it, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's very interesting. I never really, uh, I never really looked at it. I guess just the barber in me, we have no choice <laughs> but to be arrogant and be right. like, yo, I'm the nicest dude out there. And, you know, just, just always putting yourself out there to, you know, to get the business. But yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. So 
who was your who was your biggest influence or who has been uh, an influence to you in 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 this uh, SMP career? Man, um and if you don't have one it's cool, me, bro. <laughs> I do. I so I, you mean SMP artist or most biggest influence as in like Let's stay let's stay with uh, not not in business in general within the uh, the SMP industry. Um let's see. Well, I went uh, I went out to get trained by John Chandler out um, at Scalco okay. in in Sacramento, and he's you know I went to him. I saw his work, and he's nice, bro. So, something that I wanted to learn. It was professional the way he his business was. I mean, Picasso Jeff out in L.A. Um, I'm always seeing his stuff. He's a beast. He's uh, those are guys that um, you know. I look at your work all the time. I'm always you know. DM and you, Thanks, bro. I, I look at people like that, that seem to have a good grip on their business and what they are establishing themselves as. And it's an S and P professional, right? It's a professional, um, business. And, and that's kind of what I look towards. And I look at who's handling their business, like, and, and where I want my business to start going to and how I want to match myself. Dope. Yeah. So, so you got trained, were you trained by, um, by Jeff or you did your training with, with John, John Chandler? John Chandler. Okay. Dope. Yeah. 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 He's an awesome artist too. I got, I, I trained with, uh, with Jeff as well too. Cause at the time he was destroying the barbering industry. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to go with this guy. And he's, uh, he's also yeah. dope doing great things too. And he's always a phone call away. Right. And he, yeah, he's, he's been, um, he's reached out to me a few times on Instagram. The dude's just a beast and, and I'm super into um, creating content and stuff. So that's what I, I do on the side as well. Um, so I see his stuff when I see dope content, bro. That's that's what's kind of where my gravitate towards. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A lot of these guys put out some pretty dope and uh, inspirational things out there. So I, I can see it. Man. Creativity, bro, is what I is what I kind of gravitate towards. Right. So like your work, bro, all those skits that you put out that hilarious. And Thank those you. are the kind of things that I've actually put out a couple of them on my page. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I see the same thing and, and the creativity that most people, you know, are either scared to touch or, um, just, you know, the creativity is kind of what I gravitate towards. And those, those are the things that I like. I really like about, um, the businesses that, that I look up to. Yeah, yeah, dope. And thanks for that, man. But yo, you put out um what time yo, you had me and my wife rolling. You put out like a skit about the uh, eyebrow lamination. I was like, yo, I was cracking <laughs> up. I, you know what? I'm not gonna front, bro. I was laughing and a little bit, I was kind of like, fuck. Cause dude, I had legit written one out because you know, my wife got the training and all that done so when she showed me this i was like yo come on man like now you guys are gluing your thing like what the hell so as soon as she showed me videos on it bro i went right into my little content notebook and i started yeah. writing out a skit bro i bullshit you not not even a day later you came out with that and i was like oh shit i was like damn it like i could wait a couple of days or, or weeks but it's still gonna look like yeah guy you got that from nah, me bro. man you gotta do it bro you oh do man it dude I, it was like, so funny though bro i was like this how has dude. nobody touched that as far as like on a comedy standpoint like some of these are like dude they're hilarious and i and and but yes the work is dope i get the concept it, it's a lot of amazing artists out there but it's just like 
new trend to new trend and it's just something funny yeah it was it was one of those that it was so easy to formulate a skit for and and you know going back to you like that's another thing you know like i follow you and i'm always looking at your stuff because you do put good stuff out there so i always gravitate to you know uh anyone whether it be a barber or smp artist that like is not afraid to step out of the box like yeah what we do as professionals that's great but i think some people get it misconstrued that you know you can be a professional and still act a fool and be treated and respected as a professional so i see you doing that so it's like yeah i I could i could fuck with this dude he got some good shit (laughs) yeah but you you definitely beat me to the uh, other eyebrow lamination um So check this out, right? I know we always, I'm pretty sure you've had a client that's came came to you with some crazy, unrealistic expectations, right? And you go, you bless him, he's still not satisfied. And I'm gonna consider this as your worst client experience. <laughs> How did you handle it? Like you gave this dude your very best and he still wasn't satisfied. Have you had one of those yet? Um, so I have had my form of, of one of those. It was something that I should have never touched in the beginning. And I, I was, I was, uh, that goes back to, you know, doing what your client wants you to do versus your professional opinion. And it was something that I should have never touched the dude, like the, the guy actually liked it, but I could see that it was almost like a, um, it was almost like an addiction for him. Right. And he just, I knew that he was never going to be satisfied. The dude was like, wanted to get every service done possible. So it was like, I, I have to draw a line because he, he had me do a a hairline that I should have never even touched in the first place. I made him sign off on it. This is exactly what he wanted. Um, And, you know, I, I could tell that every single time he, was coming in like it looked good the first time I did it and then he just wanted to keep pushing it down push it the hairline down push the hairline down and it was just getting to the point where it was like I can't keep pushing it down bro like I have <laughs> about to you touch your to eyebrows your, you have to let your skin do its thing like you can't be coming in every four days to get a session done yeah it was just never like you, you have to trust the process and I think that it was like Cause S and P dude, it's a, it's a, you have to have patience with it. Right. It, it's Absolutely. not something that you're going to, it's one session and you're, you're completely done. Um, it, it's going to take a little bit of time. And I think that the patience is, is kind of where some clients run thin. Yeah. 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 And they come in with some crazy requests. I was going to ask you like, what kind of hairline was it that he was asking for? He just wanted it too low. Too low. And he had long hair. So it was going past his natural hairline. So he wanted to you. So he, did he come in when you say long hair, like what, like was this dude like with a mullet and he wanted a barber's <laughs> like edge up? Like what were you eat? Um, he had like long hair, kind of like mine, like where he would like, like a comb over long, like thick hair, gotcha. but he wanted his hairline to get pushed down further and further. Um, because he was a, uh, he's a, an artist and he performs on stage. So I guess when the lights reflect, it was, it was his manager that was forcing him to get this done. Wow. Right. And saying that you look old when you're on stage, you need to have something tight and lined up um, and make yourself look more youthful. 
So he was just like coming in to get things done and he would go report back to his manager and they'd be like more. And every time he'd do a show, they'd be like, you need to get more done. And I was just going to, it was never going to be enough. And I ended up just like referring him over to getting some kind of like wig put on or something, if that's really the case that, you know, so yeah, yeah. it was the S and P work was never going to get to where he wanted it. And it was, yeah, put a hair system on or something. Sure. <laughs> have you ever had anyone come to you and ask you to give them like this? Uh, it's kind of like that V shape uh, hairline, kind of like that called Dracula hairline. <laughs> yeah, uh, not not too crazy, but I have uh, I've had a couple that I've wanted to come down, uh, but nothing nothing too crazy to be honest like not that sharp ask me for anything too crazy okay got you yeah i've I've only had it twice and i was kind of looking at them like where'd you get the inspiration for this hairline please show me and like (laughs) (laughs) yo bro i had one dude and i asked him you know he was like you know i kind of want it like this so he i was like you know what show me so you know i did like my little hair fiber thing and he was like no not like that so i was like you know what here i gave him my uh my liner the outliner and i was like you know you draw it on yourself and give me an example of what you're looking for and he drew like this super sharp v and i'm kind of like all right maybe you know he's not artistically inclined this is just and then he's like no this is exactly how i want it so i'm like where'd you i was like i'm not doing this shit you kidding me this guy like where'd you get that oh yeah that kid dave santiago scouts too they could be like what <laughs> so i asked him i was like bro um and so i'm like if you don't mind me asking you sir like where did you get is this you know did you see this on someone else or is this just you interpreting like what you think your hairline used to look like you know five years ago and he goes oh he was like yeah yeah no i got a picture hold on so he goes in his phone and bro he pulls up a picture and it's like a botched smp job so i'm like looking at him like dude this is absolutely horrible if this is what you're looking for bro I don't even think it was an S&P job. It legit looked like someone took a, a stencil and they spray yeah. painted, you know, like the really sharp V, Cow Dracula looking hair. And this guy legit, bro, like this is what he wanted. like a joke that somebody made, bro. It was probably like a meme. And the dude. <laughs> he was like, yep, was this rolling. is it. This is how fired. we doing it for 2019, bro. This is how we're going to do it. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I, so if there was anything that you could change within the uh, S&P industry, what would that be? Anything that I could change, um, man. I think that I would. I don't know if I would change anything, bro. I really do like the way, the way it's headed. I mean, you can't, you can't change people, right? So, you, uh, as far as like how S and P has been treating me so far, where I see um, where the potential for it is. Like, I don't see, I don't, I wouldn't change anything, but I definitely would, uh, you know, hope that people take it seriously as a profession and not as just a, a, a trendy thing to try and just, cause, cause something like this, bro, it's, it's a sensitive thing where it could get a bad name real quick. Um, so, so not something that I would change yet. I do still like the way things are, are going so far. Um, but I would definitely Tell, tell people to proceed with caution and do your research as a client. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
And how about for you? What about what anything that we should be looking forward to or any like new projects you got going on out there with the AZ Scalp Doctor? Yeah, so um I mean I I actually have plans to um expand the place that I have right now I'm, uh in a smaller room in the studio that we have. So we're gonna expand our studio and give AZ Scalp Doctor its own section um nice and its own you know storefront for it and we'll have a you know a couple smp beds to hold some um bigger trainings and and uh 20 we're, we're definitely we're definitely got some some big things um coming you know probably maybe thinking about working on some uh online trainings or or maybe just some kind of videos um to to kind of help people uh you know, as continued education. Dope. Excellent, man. That's awesome. And now have, have you ever experienced halos? Cause you got a full head of hair and you know, you got this nice comb over going on. You look like you put <laughs> some serious time and effort and you know, you got, I got to put a hat on bro. When I go to work, so my clients don't get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Cause no, but, a lot of um, artists, you know, got the procedure done first. And then right. they were like, wait a minute, this was so life-changing for me. You know, I want to be able to provide this service. But then, you know, you got sure. you, you know, you got that I walk out of the pool with the hair, you know, to the side and looking all, you know, six-packed out. Like, you know, like, what the hell, man? <laughs> it's so like, you know, like, you've never, never experienced any, and, and you know, I don't want to jinx you, dude. I'm just, I have to ask these questions. Never experienced you know, hair. So, so, I mean when I was in high school, bro. So if I, I I'm going to find a picture of myself in high school. I know one of my boys got me, has a picture in, in his archives. Cause they're always roasting me. They still do. But, uh, they, and when I was in high school, actually, I would have rock a low buzz cut all the time. Um, and I had that, I see it a lot in Hispanic people, bro. So they have like the, their hairline where the actual hairline is goes across and it's actually really thick there. And then it kind of, goes around um, on the sides of the heads, on the top of the sides of the head. And it's like thick hair, but right on the smack dab uh, top of my head, like at the front part, when I was in high school, when I would rock that low buzz, you could see straight through and it was like, almost looked like I was balding. So my friends in high school and um, they would always make fun of my hair and, and <laughs> say that I was bald and stuff. And dude, for me, it was a huge insecurity in high school, but I just like, that was the style back then you know, just a buzz cut and whatever. So I was still going to have a buzz cut. I didn't really know anything about growing. I wasn't going to rock a comb over back then. But, uh, but as I, I got older, it kind of, and I started growing my hair out, it kind of just seemed like my hair starting, started thickening up and, and my friends now. So now it's, it's actually pretty funny because <laughs> a lot of my, my <laughs> boys are, are losing their hair and I seems like my hair has kind of grown back. Oh, shit. <laughs> do you, do you got send a lot them? darker for some reason? I don't know. Hair's a tricky thing. I, I definitely, when I was in high school though, I got, I was super self-conscious of that. And, um, you know, having two sisters, they would always try and give me things to put in my hair product, good shampoos, whatever, like to try and make, and my mom being a hairstylist, like they were always like giving me things that would help my hair grow, whatever. And I think they might've found something that worked. <laughs> they gave you some of that 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 witchcraft that these <laughs> females be using yeah, for their hair that. exactly but then mexican remedies bro they work 
<laughs> you probably had me put some lime and like Vicks or something on my hair. Yeah, I was, I was gonna add like lime Vicks with a little bit of tapatillo on it. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So check this out, bro. Does so you know you said sometimes you put a hat on because you don't want your clients to feel a certain way. So like does does your hair besides like is that the kind of role that it plays in your business that like you know it's so good that you have to conceal it from the client? <laughs> no, no. I mean I definitely don't. I I I sometimes I put a hat on just because I don't want my hair just out like as opposed to wearing like a hairnet or whatever. I'll just throw a hat on. Not that I think you should need to wear a hairnet, but nah, you I should mean, wear the hairnet, bro. That shit is totally gangster. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get one then. I'm gonna get a visor and put my put my thing in a hairnet. Bro, um, <laughs> oh, that's but awesome. uh, no, I I don't think it plays that big of a role. I mean, I definitely uh, I I a part of me, my wife has said like, oh, you should get a little bit of S and P on the top on the top of your head, and you can still um get some done. And dude, I still might just to see what it feels like. Because still, my hair, I think it's just longer now, so it doesn't look, it, it looks pretty thick and stuff. But a part of me does kind of feel a little bit like a fraud because I don't have it done on my head yet. So I'm like, all right, I, I need to get it done um, just to see what it feels like because I do want to be able to tell, give a client a full experience um, of, of what it is. And I do kind of, a little bit of me feels like a fraud because I haven't gotten poked yet in the head. Hey, yeah, bro, I would absolutely suggest you do that because then you'll be able to really give them that first hand. Like, yo, this is what it really feels like. For sure. So you're so you have thin hair. It's just you have a lot of hair. So you have some volume to it. So it doesn't you know, we don't right. see what exactly. you know. Exactly. Yeah. So my hair is not a my the strands aren't extremely thick. So they I just got some volume to it. Got you. So are you are you familiar with other hair loss solutions aside from SMP? And and I asked that go, it's a two part question. So like if you have a client who's not a candidate for SMP, do you recommend them to any other, like, you know, what, what do you, how do you handle that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, um, I do think that there are, you have to be kind of a candidate for S and P, you know, even though you could technically do it on anybody. If I have a client who, um, is not so much looking for, they don't know, uh, they still don't know what they're looking for. They're just kind of looking and, and just shopping around to see if S and P is a good option for them. You know, if I know that they, they're, they're planning on doing something that down the road could potentially conflict, um, with the S and P job that I do, like I would be straight, I will be 1000% with my clients and let them know, like, you know, I don't think that S and P is going to be the right fit for you, at least not yet. Um, I don't think that you're, you're quite there yet with pulling the trigger on it. And I don't want to give you something that you might regret because, you know, say you want to, you, you're still looking to get a transplant in the next two years. If you just want something for right now, like I would be, I wouldn't want to ruin the, your chance of if you're dead set on um, getting something else done down the road. I don't want S&P to be the reason why they they now deem you not able to do it. And, and you know, so I'm sure as time goes on, we'll learn a little bit more about that kind of stuff. And um, but I definitely do will suggest my clients to, to try other things before pulling the trigger, because I want everybody to feel like 
they 100% made the right choice. So you're not going to be that dirt ball that just takes their money and does the S&P and tells them, all right, there's it. This is all I could do for you. <laughs> Absolutely not, bro. No. You see that happening a lot, man? Come on. I know you see it sometimes on social media. I'm like, damn, bro. Why'd you do that? Yeah, no, you definitely see. I mean, it, it's it, it's going to happen regardless, right? People are going to do um, and, and that's a lot of the time, you know, you hear everybody like, yo, I want to do this because people are and you can kind of see that it's for the money and not so much, you know, for perfecting the craft or doing this, but, um, but yeah, uh, that definitely won't be me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's some dirt ball shit. So check this out, right? You got that nice full head of hair, but if, <laughs> all right. And we're not going to, you know, it's like, yeah, this guy's gravitating again toward my head. But if, right, we don't want to jinx this. If you were experiencing a, uh, let's say whatever, man, Norwood three or four, what route, would you go do you think you'd go the s p route you think you'd try wearing a hair system or would you go try and get a uh, hair transplant man um that's a tough one bro so i think first thing i would probably try and go get um a transplant maybe there's only one place that i've seen um on, on social media that I'm just like, okay, those results look good. You know, um, I, I, that, that, I don't know, bro. I, I think I'm so used to having hair that I'm he's like, yo, I'm not thinking about some, shit like that, man. Ears, bro. <laughs> he's like, yo, I'm if not, I, if I'm bald, if I shave my head, bro, my ears are going to stick out so much farther. I'm like, I don't know if I can rock the bald head. Some people can, bro. Most people can, but these ears don't quit. So you get a, you get a, it's either a hair transplant or, or a hair system that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, maybe it depends on how old I am. I might just say whatever and let the. Yeah, just let it happen, right? Just for maintenance purpose, right? I might be sick of the maintenance by then. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. I get that. You know, I get that. I'm getting that like crazy right now. So all my hair system clients are like bro as soon as you open up shop just book me i'm doing the smp like i can't take this shit mm -hmm. no more and i'm like you know what yeah. I, I i get it i i tell all of them listen you want to avoid all that maintenance just do the smp i get it you know everybody wants mm -hmm. their hair to eat their own but then you go through some shit like we're going through right now <laughs> these dudes are hurting yeah. and some of these guys are essential workers so they still have to yeah. go to work you know it's like damn yeah, bro. To be honest, man, now now that I think about it, I think I would just rock, go straight for S&P at that point because I, I get that a lot, bro. I get a lot of people that have had transplants that at that point, they don't want to let go anymore because they've already invested so much. And, and you know, depending on, on I've just seen, you know, the quality of the skin just kind of take a beating from those transplants. And um that's not something that I probably would want to risk. So I'd just be like, whatever, let's just do the SP, no maintenance. And at least my skin stays good. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, would you date someone who had SP or if they had a, a hair transplant or a uh, 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 freaking a lace front, as the ladies call it? <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that don't really, that don't really affect me. Even you, you see a lot of these, 
um, you know, people out there that have like alopecia, they don't have a choice. Right. And, you know, people are beautiful whether they have hair or not. So I think that, yeah, it don't make a difference. All right, cool. I like that answer. As long like as they that. bought it, right? It's theirs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, some people after when we're done with the interview, they're like, yo, man, you fucked up. How are you going to ask me if I would date someone with a, come on, man. That's a cheap. <laughs> why are you, you going to put me, are you going to put me in the spot like that, man? <laughs> I had like well, two of them. For the record, I am married though, so I wouldn't date somebody. My wife got a full head of hair. So <laughs> I should have, I should have posed it the though. right way. I should have said, I know you're married, but if but yeah i guess yeah. some dudes i was like come on man how you gonna do that to me You're bro hypothetical yeah yeah all right so francisco before we go but i want you to tell everyone where they can find you uh social media website facebook all that good stuff yeah so instagram and facebook um at az scalp doctor uh website you know az scalp doctor.com um i'm out here in arizona is where you can find me might be traveling to a city near you. Once New York gets better, I'll be out there to say what's up. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Definitely. We got to definitely catch up. Maybe we could do a uh, eyebrow lamination skit together, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Awesome. Francisco, thank you, man, for stopping in on the podcast. I appreciate your time. And, you know, we'll be wrapping it up, talking soon. And that's the end of the show for today, people. So to the next time, peace.